0: by emailing us at info at com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give.
1: Wow. Can y'all believe we're two weeks away from today for Easter Sunday, right? Who's excited for Easter? Anybody? Yeah. Hey, listen, I know I, I say this every week, but we do have these invite cards out in... Uh, the lobby area at the Guest Connect table. Uh, Make sure you grab them, and we have a lot going on. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and so we'll be doing communion and things like that next Sunday. Pastor Jeff will be back uh, and and sharing a message uh, for Palm Sunday, and uh, and then we move forward into Easter week, and and on Friday, Good Friday, we will have a Good Friday service here at 7 p.m., we hope and pray that you can join us for that. Such a powerful, powerful service uh, to walk through that and, and, and really um, kind of get into that moment when, when Christ was, was nailed to the cross and stuff, right? On Saturday, uh, we're gonna have a huge Easter egg hunt right out here in our north uh, field out here. Uh, 20,000 plus Easter eggs out there, so make sure you invite all your friends and families all the kids in your neighborhood, just load them up and bring them, all right? We're, we've got plenty of eggs for everybody and candy. And how many of y'all know kids love candy, right? Any kids in the house, y'all like candy? I'm looking right over here. They're like, no, I don't know. But anyway, that's good. Um, and then on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, y'all, we have three services for you to choose from. We have an 8 a.m. service. We've got a 9.30 and an 11 a.m. service, all right? So, man, be praying. I'm telling you right now, Easter is the one time of year where people will accept that invitation from you to go to church with you. I'm telling you, it's like, the numbers, I, don't, I haven't read the, the recent statistics, but it's like 80 to 90% of people will say yes. They just, they wanna go to church, they just haven't been invited. So go invite them. Use these cards and get out there and invite uh, our people to church. Amen? Awesome, man, it's gonna be awesome. Hey, turn to your neighbor, tell him, man, it's so good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Good, whoops. Awesome. Well, I got to tell you a story. I was, I was talking, my son was in here in first service, but I, I was talking to him this week and um, he's like, dad, I've got something I want to share with you. I'm like, okay, what is that? He said, dad, he said, did you know that you have a one in 9.2 quintillion chance to fill out the perfect NCAA bracket? That's like, whatever. It's got to be better than that. But, you know, me, I don't really know much about college basketball, so it is more like a coin flip. I'd, I think I'd do better if I just flipped a coin. Heads, this team wins, tails, this one. Because anybody out there, your bracket has been busted for more than a week right now. I mean, that's, I know that's me, okay? But he said, yeah, Dad, we won in 9.2 quintillion. And I can't even fathom that number. Quintillion, that's a big number, right? And, uh, and, and he goes, yeah, Dad, he was, in fact, he goes, did you know that scientists will tell you that if you gathered all the sand, from all the beaches in the world, all the deserts, all the golf courses, did you know, scientists will say, that there are uh, seven quintillion, 500 quadrillion grains of sand on this earth, and that's a very rough estimate. Have you ever seen that number? Look at that number. I'm going to step over here. That's a huge number, right? I can't, I, I mean, anybody know any quintillionaires? Because if you do, I want to know that person too, Okay. One and but, but, but he said, dad, he was, if, he, he was, if I went and I grabbed just one grain of sand and I dropped it, you would have a better chance of finding that one grain of sand than filling out the perfect NCAA bracket. And I was like, well, next year, I'm gonna go looking for sand then. Because, I mean, how, that's how bad it was for me uh, this year. But it got me to thinking. Because the word of God says this. In Psalm 139, 17 18, says, how precious are your thoughts about me, God? How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Anybody else just mind blown right now? Because I could walk off the stage right now, y'all could meditate that on that all week long and still come back like, I still can't wrap my mind around that. Because I can't wrap my mind. Like, if I were to count the number of times that God thinks about me. It would be greater than that seven quintillion, 500 quadrillion grains of sand. You are thought of immensely. He, you're always on his mind. There's one person, there's, listen, there's one person in my life that I think about the most, and that's my wife, Heather right, and, and, and I was doing some studying on this, and listen, these are internet numbers, and so I know the internet doesn't lie, but I'm just going to use the numbers that they, that, that, that I saw on these numbers, right, and it said that the average human being has, like, 6,000 thoughts per day. Like, if every single one of my thoughts were about my wife, Heather, who I, that's the person I like to think about the most, it would take me over three trillion years to think, to come up with the seven quintillion, 500, quadrillion number that God thinks about you. He desires to be with you. You're always on his mind. And and, and what gets me is if someone loves us that much to think about us, right? I mean, think about this. Some people in here, you've been told that you're, you're a mistake. You know, there's nothing special about you. And I wanna say bull. I'm gonna call bull on that. Is that okay? Because God wouldn't waste his thoughts on you if you were a mistake. Amen? He would not. I mean, and and you're always on his mind. So what, why would we ever want to be separated from his presence? Why would you ever want to be separated from someone who thinks about you that much? Anyways, good morning, good week. Y'all have a great week. This is a great, I'm just telling you, it was, and when I was just thinking about that this week, and I was like, Ty, you got to get this, buddy. And the thing about this is, is God cannot exaggerate. Fishermen exaggerate. I caught a fish this big, right? See, exaggeration is a lie, and God can't lie. So when he says, my thoughts about you, if you were to gather them all together, count them all up, they would outnumber the grains of sand? He's not lying. He's not exaggerating. So wrap your head around that this morning. Now we're gonna talk about what I really came to talk about. Sorry. (laughs) I'm I'm telling my mind, I'm I'm just still thinking about it. Anyway, sorry. All right, so this morning, I really wanna talk to you about the greatest invite you'll ever receive the greatest invite you will ever receive. The spring and summer usually brings on, you know, an uptick in invitations, like you've got graduation. How many seniors in the house this morning you ready to graduate? How many days is it? About 60. I already talked to one of the seniors this morning. And that's full days, all right? That's week including weekends, all right? Tomorrow's 59, they told me. But who's counting, right? Who's counting? But you get graduation invites, you get wedding events. I know our family's getting ready for a big wedding coming up and all these invites. And, and it just got me thinking. In fact, I was thinking about invitations this week. Here um, a few years ago, I had received a pretty cool invitation. Um, and, and it was honestly, it was kind of interesting because, you know, if, if you know, uh, Chris Welch and I, we had been um, broadcasting football for a while. And some of the parents had said, why don't you come broadcast a volleyball game. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. And we're a bunch of football guys. We don't they're like, no, no, no. You need to come broadcast a, a volleyball game. Would you please do it? And I'm like, and Chris says, Hey, we'll go. As long as uh you do the talking, I'll just run the camera. And I'm like, well, let's go, let's go have fun. You know, so on, on this broadcast, I mean I'm telling the, everybody that's listen, I'm like, listen, we're two football guys, we know nothing about volleyball, right? And and you could tell because right off the first thing that they do a tip or whatever, you know, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, and then it's kind of, to, to, to date my age, like, or, or, or to date me a little bit, it's back whenever I played volleyball in, in, in like, PE back in elementary, you only scored when the offense was serving, you know, and so, like, we see them, and they give the other team a point, I'm like, no, 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 they didn't serve, you know, and then what was even better than that was they, they started doing this, they blew the whistle, and they start doing this This motion right here. And all all I can say, man, it looks like a wax-on, wax-off motion. I don't know what it is, but it can't be good. They called it against us, right? Now I know it's an out of rotation for all my volleyball people in the house, okay? I know that now. Well, I'm about four or five games into my volleyball broadcasting career, and I get a phone call. And this guy says, yeah, I'm looking for Mark Boyette. This is exactly how he sounded. Mark Boyette. Yeah, well, this is Mark. Yeah, Mark Boyette. My, my name is Jerry Hanson. I'm with KGAS Radio out of Carthage, Texas. And uh, I've been doing some uh, homework. And I've been, our, our girls have made the state volleyball tournament. And I called the UIL and they said, if anybody wants to broadcast the game, you need to get a hold of Mark Boyette. And so that's why I'm, I'm getting a hold of you to broadcast our, our state championship game or, or the state tournament game. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, Jerry Hansen, right, with K, KGS Radio, Gas Radio, right? Keep it gassy, San Francisco, yeah, you know He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who put you up to this? Because how many of y'all in here have friends like I do <laughs> who are actually sitting in here right now, Chad Troxel and Justin? Those are the first two people I thought of. Like, they're putting somebody, uh, putting me up to something. I mean, I'm like, this is not good for me. And I'm just laughing on the phone. He's like, no. No, my, my name is Jerry Hansen. And I, while he's talking, I am Googling him. <laughs> and lo and behold, Jerry Hansen owns KGAS Radio. And I was like, oh, you're being for real. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he invites me to come in, and, and broadcast this volleyball uh, game. And, and I was like, all right. I was like, bro. I'm a footballer. Have you ever even heard anything that I've done on volleyball? I'm like five games into my career. I'm like, why don't you just go to our Facebook page and you call me back if you're really serious about this, right? And like 30 minutes later, I'm on a conference call with him and his entire production team. They're like, you are definitely the guy that we want broadcast. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is going to be awesome. That's a, cra- that's a crazy invite, right? But today, that's not the invite I'm talking about. Today, I want to talk to you about an invite that every one of you has been invited. It's the greatest invite you'll ever receive. If you'll turn with me to James chapter four. You've probably read this verse a thousand times. But James chapter four, verse eight says this. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Say that with me. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You see, the God of all creation invites you to draw near to him. The one who laid the foundations of the earth says, hey, come near to me. The one who put the moon and the stars in place, he's like, I want to spend time with you. Draw near to me. In fact, I would say this, they say God wants to be, and he's more passionate about being with you, about having an intimate relationship with you than you are with him. He wants to dwell with you. So if this God who's created all things wants to have an audience with me and wants to have an audience with you, why do we remain distant from his presence? Why do we remain distant from him and not involved in an intimate relationship with him? That's what he wants from each one of us. He desires, this God who thinks about you more than all the 7.5 quintillion grains of sand in the world, desires to have an intimate, close relationship with you. So why do we choose to remain distant from him? Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Here's a question. Who draws first? Who draws first? We do. We draw first. You can't sit back and say, Well, God, if you want to meet with me today, I'm here. Just come find me. No, it's, Hey, God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm drawing near. Key thought for you this morning. You determine the level of your relationship with God. Let me repeat that. You determine the level of your relationship with God. You, not God, not your mom or dad, your grandma, grandpa, Not your husband, not your wife, not your kids, it's you. You determine the level of your relationship with God, the intimacy with God, you determine that. And so my heart this morning is to really stoke the flame, to to, to awaken the hunger that's within you that desires him. That, that, that desire of intimacy. Listen, we were created in his image. We need a relationship with him, we're, like inside of each and every one of us. I don't know if you've been there before. I've been there where like I've had this emptiness in my life and I've tried to fill it with everything, money, girls, friends. I mean, just everything and nothing worked until I drew close to him. And I became intimate in my relationship with him. So, questions for you this morning. Do you desire to know God? Do you, is it important to you to have an intimate relationship with him? You have to answer that for yourself. As much as I want that for you, it's up to you. Listen to what Paul says in the book of Philippians. He's talking to the church in Philippi and he says, what is more I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of just knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For those... uh, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Do you value a relationship with God? Because if you value your relationship with God, you will spend time chasing after him. He valued you so much he gave his only begotten son to die on a cross for you. He desires that that intimacy with you. And so I was thinking about, you know, when you look at people, you can can really see who's drawing near to God. You can see who's spending time sitting with the Father. The Bible actually says it this way. you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know them by the fruit that they're bearing. And I started, I think about this plant. I went, um, I was looking at this plant and I'm like, whoever grew this, they did a great job because I'm not a green thumb at all. This thing would maybe be about that tall. It might not even be that tall. I might be dead if I was taking care of it. You know what I mean? So this plant, I'll give it to somebody after church who wants to take care of it, okay? Um, But anyways, I was looking at this plant and it was just a perfect illustration of how I view what, Drawing near to God looks like. Jesus said this in in John chapter 15. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you'll do nothing. So here's Jesus. He says, I'm the vine. Now look at this. Y'all see this? This is the vine, all the way up and down. And you are the branches. Do you see these branches right here? These represent you. Now, do you see this part right here where where that branch is connected to the vine? You see that? That's what drawing near to God looks like. That's what what, sitting with the Father looks like. Because as you sit with the Father, as you draw near to him, this is why life happens. You begin to produce much fruit. What fruit am I talking about? Well, you've heard it. In Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is what? love. Joy, come on, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. You know how I know when somebody's drawn near the Father? I see that fruit in their life. I, I, I can see people going through the roughest moments in life, but yet they're just so full of Peace. I see people who who walk around and they're just, hey man, how you doing today? And they're just, they're full of joy and they're full of love. And you're just like, man, they have been sitting with the Father. They've been drawing near to him. The problem is, now listen, this fell off. I was going to be be really dramatic and just yank one of these off, but all my plant lovers out there would have been like, I can't believe he just did that. And I need you to hear the rest of the service, okay? The rest rest of the message. This one fell off, so I just kept it. And you can sit there and be attached to the vine. It was somewhere right here. And then you can say, well, I've got this all figured out. And you pull yourself away from the vine. What's gonna happen to this? It's gonna die. It's gonna wither up and die. It might look good for a few days, right? But eventually, it's gonna wither up and die. And see, when you're not drawing near to God, when you're not in that intimate relationship with him, when you pull away from it, like, I've got this, God, I'm good. Jesus says, apart from me, You'll do nothing. Are you picking up when I'm laying down this morning, y'all? Huh? You've got to draw near to God. He desperately wants an intimate relationship with you. Do you want that with him? Or are you good? God, I'm good. I'm good. I've got this, God. So how do I draw near to God? I was just thinking about, I wrote five things down that I, that as I've examined my own life, that I felt, man, this is what drawing near to God looks like to me. And the first one was this. It, it, it's all about repentance. It's all about confessing your sins to God. It's, you guys, we heard Pastor Tommy talk about this here a few weeks ago. It all begins with repentance. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. I've got to repent. Sin creates a barrier between us and God. Can you imagine how Adam felt walking? Like walking with God. And all of a sudden, sin enters the world, and now he can't get to him. Like, man, life was great. And then, and then all of a sudden, can you just imagine how depressed? Like, oh my, I had it made. What did I do? And in the memories, do you remember what it was like to be with And so repenting, confessing our sins, God, Jesus, or the Bible says this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Because we have got to get to a point in our lives that we will not tolerate sin anymore, amen? We have got to get to the point, no more! No more looking at these websites that I'm not supposed to be looking at. No more talking bad about these people and gossiping. You cannot tolerate sin because that sin will create a barrier between you and God. And there's no way that you can have an intimate relationship with the Father if there's sin in your life. And so you've got to get to the point. God, forgive me. Be quick. Be quick to repent. He says he's faithful and just to forgive us. That forgiveness is what restores a relationship that's been damaged, that's been strained. So be quick to forgive. Anybody in here ever lost a relationship because you or that person chose to hold on to unforgiveness? What they did to me was wrong. Okay. You still have to forgive them. That's what the Word says. Jesus says, hey, if if you can't forgive your brother, how can I forgive you? Listen, forgiveness is not saying what that person did to you was right. Forgiveness is saying, hey, I choose to not let that hurt me anymore. I choose to release them of what, what they did to me. And forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. We got... Sometimes we get forgiveness all messed up. Doesn't mean your relationships are gonna be reconciled. But forgiveness is it's setting them, for it's, Lord, I forgive them. And so if there's sin in your life, it's, Lord, forgive me. Be quick, right? And forgiveness is not just saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, I messed up again. Sorry, forgive me, right? That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is this, listen to King David when, when, when he prayed after, after, after he'd been told about uh, and, and talked about, about the affair with, with Bathsheba, right? This is David's heartfelt cry to God. He's like, have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away from me all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Please, Lord, I can't handle being away from you being apart from you. I need that intimacy with you. And the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. You know why? He was quick to repent. The second thing I wrote down was listen when he speaks. Well, Mark, how do I know when the Lord's speaking to me? How do I know it's him? Well, does it line up with what his word says? Right? Right? had somebody call me and tell me, well, Mark, the Lord told me I'm going to, that, that I need to divorce my wife and get away from her. No, he didn't. That's not the, I don't know who you're listening to. That's not the Lord because that contradicts everything that's written in this word. In fact, he says, I command a blessing upon unity, right? Some of you have believed a lie you've, you've, and, 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 and it does not line up with what this word says about you. So you wanna draw near to God? Get in your word. I'm telling you, this word, it's alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. This thing, I mean, you can get in here and you can read a verse over and over and over again and about that 101st time you read it, you're like, oh my goodness, did you see that? Listen to what Timothy says. In 2 Timothy, he says, all scripture, all of this is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All of this, God breathed on it. So if you wanna draw closer to God, you need to be reading your Bible regularly and listen when he speaks to you and let him speak to you through his Word. The third thing I wrote down was this. Was, uh, have a conversation with God. Speak to God. We do that by praying. And, and can I tell you something? Praying <laughs> praying is not a to-do list for God that you need, right? Lord, this, I need this. Bless me here, God. Make this happen here. Lord, I need healing in my life. Lord, I need this. I mean, he's... That's not what praying is. Praying, listen, when when the disciples went to Jesus and they said, hey, hey Jesus, teach us how to pray. Listen to what he said. He said, okay, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Like, Lord, you are awesome. You're so incredible. You wanna start in prayer? Start telling him how amazing he is. Speak to him. I got this revelation earlier as well. And it's not even in my notes. I was just sitting here praying this morning. It's like the Lord showed me something. I was like, man, that's awesome. This is just fresh, okay? And I won't charge you anything for this. It's just fresh, all right? But the Bible says to pray without what? Ceasing, right? Pray without ceasing. Question for you, is prayer a monologue or is it a dialogue? It's a dialogue, right? So God wants to speak to you too without ceasing. Amen? I mean, what kind of a conversation is it if I just come over here and I'm like, hey, Tommy, ah, 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 I got to tell you. all ah, ah, All right, see you later. And Tommy's like, well, I had something I need to say too. It doesn't work. Just imagine that. Pray without ceasing. God, he wants to talk to you. Speak to him, right? The fourth thing I wrote down, and this is kind of near to me as well. It's dear to my heart, but it's, it's, it's regular church attendance and it's regular like small group attendance. It's not like, well, we'll go if we can make it. Listen, I'll say this until I die. Life is better when it's done together. You need people. We need people in our lives that we can worship with. We need people in our lives that will point us to the Father When we're in every situation, we need people. You have to have somebody you can call up and say, hey, I'm struggling, I need prayer. It's vital that you surround yourself with people that will point you to the Father's heart. It's vital for your spiritual growth, it's vital for their spiritual growth, amen? Psalm says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Anytime you have that opportunity to come to the house of the Lord, there should be an anticipation inside of you. It should just be preparing yourself. Man, come, let us sing for joy. And just get ready. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I can't wait to get around my people and worship our God with them. Amen? That's what you need. And do it on a regular basis. Well, I went twice a year, that was good. Got my quota in? That's not good enough. You need people in your life on a daily basis that you can run to, that you can go to and say, hey, hey, what's the Father saying? Hey, will you you agree with me in prayer on this? Right? The last thing I wrote down is this, and it's living a life of obedience. A closer relationship with with God is built on a life of obedience. Jesus said in John 14, he said, if you love me, keep my commands. The, the problem with that verse, a lot of people read that and they're like, you know, if you love me, you'd do what I tell you to do. You would. If you love me, keep my commands, all right? I mean, that's how you're gonna show me you love me. And that's not what, that's not what Jesus was saying there at all. Jesus is saying, hey, hey, if if you'll just fall in love with me, if if you'll just come close to me and, and fall in love with me, you'll do what I tell you to do because you know I want what's best for you. It's not some like, well, I messed up. I guess I don't love God anymore. That's not it at all. I'm gonna do what he says. I'm gonna be obedient. I, I used to tell your kids all the time whenever I was talking to the kids. I would say, "I want y'all to repeat this after me." Say, "I'll obey." And they're like, "I'll obey right away, right away." I'm like, "Cause when your mom and dad tell you to go take out the trash, they don't mean take it out next week. They need it done right now. They don't mean take it out after the video game's over. Clean your room." I always feel like this is the Academy Awards part of our, you know, when they start. Playing, Mark, it's time to wrap up. Do 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 do. You know, sorry, I just get sidetracked on that. But being obedient, living a life of obedience, right? See, guys, Jesus said this in John fourteen twenty three. Said Jesus replied, "Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them, and we will come." To them, get this. We will come to them and make our home with them. He yearns to be with you. You are his desire. When he looks at you, he's like, oh, just just come close. Remember, who draws first? You do. We do. Will you stand with me this morning, church? The God who thinks about you more than all the grains of sand in the world combined. He wants an intimate relationship with you. He desires you. Will you draw near to him? Will you repent? Will you listen when he speaks to you? Will you you speak to him? Will you make a commitment to get involved in a a church small group or or, or just in a church with a, a gathering of people that you can worship him with? And will you be obedient when he says, hey, it's time to go. Hey, I need you to do this. If you will remain in me, if you will draw near to me, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you'll do nothing. I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come forward. I love what Marty said last week about our prayer team, and just it resonated so well. You know, a lot of times people, you look at people and you think, man, they they must be way up here, like neck and neck to God. You know what I mean? Like, we always joke that, you know, I probably said y'all hear me joke about this all the time. I say, you know, we always say that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and Tommy is at the left hand of the Father. (laughs) But the truth is, is Tommy has chosen to draw near to God. The, the, The people up here have chosen to draw near to God. And what they want is they want to, hold hands with you and agree with you and say what are you going through let's go believe god together and let's see him do a miracle in your life and so if you're in here this morning and maybe you know you know man i was once attached to that vine but i've gone and did my own thing and this morning you're just like man today i'm going to come back i'm going to abide in him I'm gonna draw near. Let us pray with you. Maybe you're here this morning, you've never made, you've never been connected to the vine ever. And you're like, today's the day. I've got to make the I've got to make a change in my life. I want a relationship with the with the God who thinks of me way more than all the grains of, that's awesome. Come forward, let us pray with you. If there's something going on in your life right now, Maybe you got some bad news this week. Or maybe you're agreeing, you need someone just to agree that, man, there's a promotion in in my near future and I'm praying that God will give that to me. Let us pray with you. That's what our team is here for. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, we love you. We magnify you. God, we we praise you because you are the only one worthy to be praised and adored. We bless your holy name. And Lord, we ask this morning. God, if there's anyone in this room that does not have a relationship with you, Lord, I pray you give them a boldness to step out and say today's the day that I give my life to Christ. If there's anyone in this room that, that just needs prayer, God, they need a healing in their body. They need, some, they need favor at work. They, whatever, they need, whatever the need might be, God, I ask that you would give them a boldness to step out and let us pray with them and agree with them and point them to your heart. Father, move in our lives. I pray In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.